Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. Now, my first guest this morning is Dr. Gabriel Scali. Uh, you'll know Dr. Scali, uh, his name at least, from the Survital Check story, but as I mentioned during the week, he is better known and it is his day job as a public health expert at international level. He's based in, in the UK. I think he's joining me this morning from Bristol, but has quite an amount of expertise because for a number of years, Dr. Scally, I believe you were the head of public health uh, in the north of Ireland or in Belfast at least. And of course, you know uh, both jurisdictions very well. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Yes, I, I used to be director of public health for the Eastern Board in, in Northern Ireland, and uh, yeah, and I, so I, I've been watching things proceed north and south uh, very closely, and uh, I, 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 I'm horrified by your data, and I know that feeling. I've had it over the last couple of days, going back to look at the data, and because and, and, it just doesn't sound right, and then you find it is right, and it is horrifying. Yeah, it is. You've been very critical of the response of governments, both here and in the UK, to the developing situation and how it was allowed to happen. What key mistakes were made, Dr. Scally? Well, first of all, could I say that uh, the difference, there's a big difference between the North and the Republic, an enormous difference. Uh, the North's had a very bad autumn and a, and a huge second wave and a really terrible situation. Whereas I have a full of admiration for what happened. And you, and you give a very low figure there for, for Cork some weeks ago. And across the country, I think the fantastic job was done. And there wasn't really a second wave uh, in the autumn months at all. And I think what has happened is that there has been uh, a lot of concern has built up over time about the, the state of the economy, and rightly so. And there's been a lot of pressure for things to be opening up, and there's been a lot of excitement about Christmas coming, and uh, there's been, and, and I think the politicians um, lost lost their nerve a bit and opened up things that shouldn't have been opened up and uh, and and once once you get a tenor of of, of thinking and, and talk about uh, relaxation it's very difficult to get that genie back into the bottle mm. and I, I think that's what happened and I you know gives me no pleasure to say it but I I, I did say repeatedly north and south that uh, you know relaxation in the run-up to christmas would mean uh, yeah lots of merrymaking with friends relations neighbors friends but uh, it, it would mean burying some of them in january and february and that's the course we're on now because 
those very high numbers of cases you're talking about will feed through into serious illness going into our hospitals and they will uh, they'll they'll lead to deaths unfortunately mm-hmm. and and we shouldn't forget those cases as well those high case numbers that uh, one in 10 around one in 10 people who who get ill with covid-19 will end up with long covid this sort of disabling syndrome that uh, goes on for at least months we don't know how long it, uh, in many cases it will last but there's, so there's a new study in the lancet up. dr skelly which you may have seen uh, the, the lancet magazine is uh, yes. is reporting that over 70% of people in Wuhan still have at least one symptom. And how long ago is it since Wuhan started? Oh, yes, indeed. And, and, and that's exactly right. So you talked about uh, uh, the rate being um, over 1,000. Absolutely. But for every 1,000 cases, maybe 100 of those will be in that situation. They will have long-term disabilities. And it's not, it's not age-related. It is, of course, age-related. Older people have a, a much tougher time. But there are plenty and plenty of um, uh, long COVID cases in younger people and people who were not particularly affected by the, the first symptoms of the illness at all, but went on to develop serious complications long-term. It's, it's, I have this at the back of my mind, I have a very worrying suspicion that this virus may have more, uh, more horrible stories to tell along the way because the, what's not talked about, which I learned a long time ago in my training, was about the aftermath of Spanish flu. And decades later, there was a, a really a huge surge in cases of Parkinson's disease that was attributed to the infections uh, during the pandemic flu. And we know this virus affects the brain and there is there is a real possibility that it it, it leaves people with uh, long-term susceptibility uh, to other things so uh, it's an intensely worrying position and i really hope that the the republic gets the situation back under control as soon as possible it's gone up very fast but it's the right way way too fast oh incredible it's incredible people talk about exponential growth and this is absolutely it's like a, a rocket taking off yeah. and uh, but if it goes up fast it can come down fast but it needs really firm action and, and a credible sense of responsibility from every one of us to make sure that it comes back down again that, that, that leads me to, to my next question you, you were and have been fulsome in your praise for how ireland was doing in the summertime and again i've been doing these numbers dr skelly for months on end now and when i go back and look back at my numbers from the middle of summer, you might as well say we had it practically licked in Ireland in the summertime. How do we get back there? Uh, Well, the same way we got there, which is taking it really seriously, everyone taking it seriously and get back down again. And you're right, the summer, it's amazing when it's looked back upon and you look at that period of time when in the North and in the the Republic, there were no deaths for days and days. When there were cases in the North in single figures, in in the Republic, in the teens of figures, you know, we're talking about thousands of cases a day now. And uh, it, it was, it was, uh, the elimination of the virus from the island was not only within grasp, it was sitting right, right beside us. It was on the table, ready to be taken. And we, we didn't, uh, and it was a, miss, a huge missed opportunity. And that was all because of our um, 
you know, a feeling that we should keep the borders open and then rely upon self-isolation, which is voluntary and, and that didn't work. And the virus just flooded back in again. And it was a terrible, terrible error. We, we are being told consistently, including indeed by, by our Taoiseach from time to time, that we could not do here what they did in New Zealand or indeed in, in parts of Australia, most notably Queensland, that we could not do that. Do you agree? I disagree completely. And people say, oh, New Zealand's a long way from anywhere. It's a small population. So, but there are plenty of examples. Um, Taiwan is a brilliant example. There's a, a country with a huge population, a density, uh, many times that in, in these islands. Huge airline capacity, uh, routes, extraordinarily busy, some of the busiest in the world. And they've had, you know, handfuls of deaths from COVID-19 and they, and it's, and their economy is working and their social life is working and they're going to their baseball games and they're having their, their celebrations. And it, uh, uh, there are plenty of countries like that that have taken the sensible option and it's all about getting it way down and keeping it there and, con- and putting public health controls on uh, on your borders, ports and everything. In another I- interview during the week you said our performance with regard to the borders had been woeful. Oh, absolutely woeful. They're very, when you look at well, in, in our performance in terms of COVID, when you look at the islands of the world, the island countries of the world, Britain and Ireland have the worst performance of any islands anywhere, apart from one or two little tiny places that had a handful of cases, really. But the woeful performance, and uh, it is absolutely, absolutely terrible that uh, when you look at... Uh, there was a very good analysis done of countries that put on public health controls on the borders. And 93% of the, at one point, 93% of the world's population lived in countries with public health controls on the borders. And Britain and Ireland were some of the very few countries, along with Mauritania and Mongolia, that didn't put on controls on their borders. It was absolute daftness. This virus loves international travel. That's how it came to our shores in the first place. Mm. And if if controls have been put on at that point in the summer and managed isolation, it's not keeping people out. It's saying when you come, you are going to go into not self-isolation, but a managed isolation. There should, it's not that big a difference for the person in Mandatory theory. Mandatory hotel-based quarantine? Yes. We've got hotels empty all over the place that could, could perform that function and still could perform that function because even though vaccination is coming, we've got a long and rocky road uh, to, to, to get us back to normal. We'll still be having outbreaks and um, uh, serious outbreaks uh, as we go along. Dr. Scal, let me focus for a minute on education because, again, you, you'll know the situation. Um, our schools are now shut until the end of January. Um, there was a possibility that leaving certain students would go be going back three days a week. That's now been kicked to touch because the teaching unions <clears throat> just weren't going to live with it. And I think the students themselves and their families weren't so happy about it. This constant mantra coming from our politicians that schools are safe places. Do you agree with yep. that? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, I don't agree with it. No, they're not safe places. They could be made much safer. And, I, 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 you know, I am... More than slightly fed up with politicians talking the, about the importance of schools, but they're not giving the, the, the resources to schools to do the sort of things that would improve the safety, particularly with a, a new variant, the much more transmissible variant and so on. So what I would love to have seen were really uh, exciting programs of providing uh, children, particularly those in the least well-off circumstances, with, uh, with laptops and uh, remote learning devices, uh, providing their families with free broadband so that they could uh, learn uh, from home. And in the schools, um, taking over extra space. Gosh, we have so much empty space available in community halls or business premises or conference facilities or sporting organizations, clubhouses and so on. Taking over all that uh, space and expanding classrooms so that uh, the, the class space, so that Children aren't huddled together in their traditional classes and also putting a lot of money into improved ventilation. We know how this virus spreads. It spreads through the air and improving ventilation is the sort of thing we should do. And, you know, one of the interesting things for me, looking back at my childhood, I went to a school in the Falls Road in Belfast, one of the poorest bits of Belfast, but they had had an architect who built fantastic schools in the, in the 1930s there uh, on sanitary principles. Lots of light, high ceilings, opening windows, no internal corridors, um, everything was open, verandas were open, and uh, it was built on the basis of sunlight and ventilation. And yeah. that's the sort of schools we should be planning for, because this could happen to us again, but there's no reason yeah. why lots of stuff about ventilation couldn't be done now. Yeah, yeah. They're determined uh, that the schools will reopen on the 1st of February. Now, on the basis of the numbers that I introduced the programme with this morning, Dr Scally, do you see that as possible? I, I don't see it as possible, really. I, 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 don't believe it's, I, I don't believe it's at all sensible. And I, I'm, surely we should be turning our energy to making sure that kids uh, can be educated uh, properly and uh, remotely as much as they possibly can. There may be a case for opening facilities for some kids who are particularly at risk uh, or for uh, some kids of, of, of key hospital workers because <laughs> the, the hospitals are going to be dealing with the cases of, of, of COVID in the, in, the, in the wards and the intensive care units for some time now. And uh, so there may be a case for some limited opening, but uh, we, we really should not open up 
any bits of our society that we don't have, then we don't absolutely have to uh, until the numbers uh, come down to the sort of levels that they were, as you were talking about, a hundred or two hundred uh, per hundred thousand, not thousands of cases. Yeah, in the summertime we were down to we were down to single figures here in Cork. Oh, I remember doing yeah. doing the numbers. Doing the yes, numbers. Cork did very well. I remember <coughs> looking at the data, and Cork did very well. And I, I, that, that's the tragedy, you know. We let that slip hmm. through our hands. Doctor Skelly, it's a despite the dark news with which we've been surrounded for the last number of weeks. Uh, this is a beautiful sunny winter Friday morning. Surely, with vaccines coming, the future is brighter. Oh, much brighter. You know, I'm, I, 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 I sometimes have to remind myself that, that, that it is really important to be optimistic about it. I, I do come from Belfast, and there's a kind of saying there that an optimist is someone who hasn't heard the bad news yet. But the good news is, indeed, vaccines are going to, to sort out this problem to us to a, for us to a great extent. Vaccines are not everything, and they require, they still require containment uh, activities to stop the virus spreading and causing outbreaks. You know, we uh, in, in countries that don't get their vaccination up to uh, almost 100%, you still get outbreaks. We don't have a vaccine yet um, licensed for children, for example, so for children and young people, so the virus can still spread. There will still be some people who can't have the vaccines for health reasons. And uh, we know that the vaccine isn't 100%. Uh, but there's a long way to go before we can say that, uh, I, uh, you know, we can relax. And one of the dangers, I think, is that everyone thinks that the vaccine is the cavalry coming charging over the hill to save us. And it may well save us. But don't rely on it yet. We've got to keep, we've got to keep the virus at bay. Mm. There's a real danger that when we get the elderly and the uh, people with serious underlying conditions vaccinated, everyone will say, and politicians will say, and business people will say, and the travel industry will say, oh, no, well, we can lower our guard now. But there are lots and lots of people out there who are not at high risk, but are at medium risk or even low risk. Maybe they've got chest problems, maybe they've got cardiac problems. And if we let the virus spread in the general population, at an even faster rate than it's spreading at the moment, which could happen if we dropped our guard. Well, you wouldn't get a high instance of, of, of cases amongst those people, but there are so many of them that you yeah. will get serious cases, and there is still long COVID. And we don't want to come out of this not only having, having unfortunately and tragically lost a lot of good people, but we, we don't want a, high, a huge number of people who are disabled um, left behind by the, the receding tide. No, we've got, to, we've got to go at this really steadily and carefully and do it really well. And mm -hmm. one of the great things is we know Ireland can do that, absolutely can do that. It's absolutely possible to get out of this well. But we need to keep our nerve and put our reliance on the public health measures that, uh, that delivered for us last summer and will deliver again. Mm. Lastly and briefly, uh, on the vaccines front, there's very exciting news, at least our reading of it anyway is very exciting, Dr. Scally from Johnson & Johnson, that they have this dose or this vaccine coming, which will be just one injection. You can keep it in a domestic fridge. Now, they're still doing trials on it. It's not ready yet. It'll be a month or two before it's anywhere near being ready to go. But that is a game changer, is it? Well, the, the great thing is, uh, there have been at various times uh, over 200 different vaccines in preparation, some of them with, from, and, and using different technologies. And over the next 
six months we're going to see some really uh, exciting news coming out of the vaccine world and we we will have plenty of vaccines in due course and they will be effective and they will be as, as you say the, some of them will be easier to handle and and that issue about uh, it being able to be kept in a, a, a normal fridge is really important because if the, the more the more fragile the vaccine is the, the more cases you, you uh, of, of people will will occur where the vaccine hasn't worked but for various reasons because of temperature it wasn't handled properly so easy use vaccines will be a tremendous asset and there'll be plenty of vaccines coming we've just got to hold our nerve and and wait hold our how nerve. long is it before we will know do you think the key question with a vaccine obviously the first purpose yep. of a vaccine is that if i have it in my body i don't get sick and that covid will wash over me and I won't even develop symptoms. It'll, it'll help me to resist COVID. That's the first point of a vaccine. The second point of a vaccine is that I will not be infectious. At what point will we know whether that is the case? Well, I hope we will know for, for the vaccines that have been deployed within the next month or two, whether the vaccine is a sterilizing vaccine, which is the one you're talking about, that, that absolutely stops you getting a, a real viral load in your body. Um, we don't know that yet, and uh, it, it will be very... Um, and is it normal that we wouldn't know? Uh, at this stage, the trials that have been done of the vaccine are to see whether it works in a big population, 40,000 odd people or 50, 60,000 people in some of these pilots. Uh, and it, it's based on symptoms because that's the easy thing to do. Um, now that the vaccine is available and being deployed, we will be able to look at at, at people's and, and studies will be going on which will be taking uh, swabs from people consistently after they get the vaccine and after they've been exposed to see whether they are incubating the virus and it's important for, for two reasons firstly if they've got the virus and they can shed the virus well then they can spread the virus even though that won't affect them the second thing is the more virus activity that's going on the more variants that will occur so these new variants the one from the uk and the one from south africa etc they uh, they only occur because there's lots of virus replication going on. So if we have a, if the vaccines turn out and if some of them turn out to be sterilizing vaccines, that will be great news because it will stop that viral replication and cut down the risk of new variants occurring. And that's the worrying thing about the surge in cases. Uh, that's taking place at the moment in the UK and in Ireland. Uh, and, and that is, the, the virus is out of control, and the more it replicates, the more variants will turn up. And the fear always is that another one of those variants will come along with some characteristics that will make it even more dangerous and even more de deadly. Okay. Dr. Scalia, thank you very much for your time and your input to our program this morning. Pleasure. Thank you so much. That's Dr. Gabriel Scali. Corks 96 FM.